This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We haven't got the, uh, um, uh, how can I say, we haven't got, let's feel sorry for Wayne today. All right, well, well we can join that now because he's actually a lawyer and he's actually probably tuned in. So welcome to oh, uh, my Devils. <laughs> um, joining me this week um, is former Manchester United winner, lucky. FA Cup winner. Um, what else can I say about Merlin that hasn't already been said, uh, Mr. Gordon Hill? Gordon, how are you doing this week? Yeah, very well, thanks, Dave. Yeah, just uh, watching some good football, just settling down for the Christmas period. And uh, obviously for us players or former players and that, it's a busy, busy, normally busy Christmas where you've got three or four games in a certain amount of days and you've got to be, you know, on song, so to speak. This is where you have your turkey at the end of Christmas, you know, not before Christmas, because you can't, you can't run. <laughs> Speaking of turkeys, um, let's jump right into Manchester United. <laughs> oh um, I, I'd like to get, I, I saw the article you you, you published uh, earlier in the yeah. week uh, about uh, Rangnick and, uh, you know, a very eye-opening article. It's always great to hear from former players, especially former players that were at the club that have, you know, a kind of balanced view um, I've said this many times, you know, leading up to uh, me as a supporter, as a fan, we, we see things very differently. Players and ex-players see it very differently to us and the educators on that. So I wanted to jump right in, Gordon, and, and, and you know, get your get your two cents on, on Ralph Rangnick. We've had a few people leave. Michael Carrick is gone. Um, McKenna has now moved on. Um, you know, Darren Fletcher seems to be in a coaching role now. We brought in a couple of coaches. Uh, Gordon... Let's just start with with Ragnick himself. Uh, are you impressed with what he's done so far? I mean, what's your what's your view on 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 how things are going? Um, I'm not impressed. Um, I I I expected something like this to happen. Um, I think if he's come in and his own man, and from what I wrote about the guy being, you know, a disciplinary person. Um, um, do it by the book, so to speak. Do it my way, and no one else's. So to, it, you, it's his own man. Um, he started off okay, but I think he's got. A, I think, to be honest, Richard, he's just opened up a can of worms, and I think he's going to have to sort those can of worms out. Um, 
and then, yes, he's been fortunate. We've got results from it, which has been been okay. But that yeah. normally happens when a manager goes in. Players play for the first three or four weeks, trying to impress. Um, and so uh, that's happened. We've seen some movement, uh, which is for the best. You know, mm. I, uh, I can't, I can't. Um, I can't think of anything else I wouldn't have done. I would have gone in and done exactly this. I would have done exactly the same. Said thank you. Well, that's you. a question I'm going to have for you, Gordon, because you know social media is a horrible place at the best of times. Um, we 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 had our coaching team absolutely hammered for the past year or so about how bad they were. Now the new manager has come in, and Gordon, you you know you've managed professionally in in in, in England and in 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 the US. Um, when a new manager comes in, it's pretty obvious he's going to bring in his own people. It's like a new CEO or whatever at a company yeah. going to bring his own people. Now we have this outcry that McKenna has left, Carrick has left. I mean, I know we're fickle supporters, but Gordon, you've just said that you know he has to be his own man. Was he right to come in and, and clean ship? Yeah, I hundred percent. When I when I go into a club, I look and I uh, I get a, I get a broom and I sweep. And I sweep everything out and I bring in what I need to bring in because otherwise your plan's not going to go into fulfillment. You're not going to get it done. What's happening is you're going to have people under, under, underestimating you, undermining you, talking. And so basically the people you bring in are either going to be one of your people or, or you're not bringing them in. Uh, and so basically we've seen the Red Bull go into Manchester United the assistant that he's got from the States is yeah. a Red Bull man. Ratnick is a Red Bull person. So they're keeping it within the family. But if that if that can work, then hey, listen, I'm all for it. But this ain't this ain't some nickel and dime club. Yeah. This is the biggest club in the world. So if you think you can go in and start to do that, you've got to first of all prove that You've got a team on that field that can entertain 60, 80, 100,000 and more people every week. And you've got to have them that play, you've got to have them playing the football that they're used to traditionally right the way through 40, 50, 60, 70 years. It's a football that has always been at Old Trafford. To change it, you got, I tell you, it, you know, it's like creating, putting new spots on leopards. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. Um, you, you, you've got a club there that's steeped in tradition. You've got a club there that is steeped in the way it plays. It's been renowned for, for, for years. Yeah, you can go in, but you've got to be able to still stay with the fundamentals of what this club is all about. He's, uh, he's come in and yeah, I, I know for a fact that he's got to have to change it. He started to change it. He started to make players start talking and start and the unrest is starting to creep through yeah. as well now so what what he's done is he, he's going to have to shift and uh, i have i would have no problem in shifting i would have done that prior to going in dave you, and and the supporters the united support you've got to realize that you've got to know what you're doing before you go in you can't go in and say well i think i'll keep him i'll keep him We've seen, you know, and the talk has been about the coaching staff. Yeah. And I look at the coaching staff and there's three of them mumbling underneath their breaths and they're looking at each other to say, okay, what do we do next? One of them goes, that's Ollie. Now we bring in a new guy. 
I can't do that. I could not sit there with three guys rattling at me all the time. I couldn't. I'd, you know, it's like, okay, if we're going to speak, let's speak, let's talk, let's get it out, and let's get it to the players. You know, rather and 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 you looked at it, and you know, I looked at their their their, their backgrounds, and it's like that, like Carrick, bless his heart, great servant, fantastic servant for the club, come straight out of that, straight into coaching. Let me tell you, it's a different world. Yeah, there's not many players nowadays that do make that leap. Um, it is, Dave. It is happening. You had Rooney's going in at Derby. You had Steve. No, Jones. no, they, they make they make the leap, all right, but yeah, they're not but successful at it. Successfully, yeah. I mean, I had a horrible time, you know, doing my apprenticeship, and that can that can affect you for the rest of your career and yeah. your life because of that fact. You either go in and you do well, or you don't go in, and people say you don't know what you're doing. You know, it's it's neither in between, and no one and no one's going to give you any time. No one's going to no one's no one's patient. You're, as we've seen in the games that, and we've seen in you know, a manager goes two or three games without a result, and everybody says, right, his head's on the block. Oh no, he's got to go. So when I talk about when we talk to the support, when I talk to him, I tell him, listen, the brooms come out. He started to do it. He's brought in people that now, okay. The, the the one question mark is the American coach who was with him. But now you're talking about having to talk and tell elite professionals, so to speak, what they're doing wrong. Mm. That's very difficult, David. Yeah. That's, I can tell you that's very difficult. You know, you've got to know what they're thinking. You've got to know where they're going. You've got to know what they're saying. You've got to know how they play. This, he's going to have to rely on, and I think Ralph is going to rely on himself as experienced to do that, but Ralph yeah. has not been experienced at that level. So it's a learning process. He's got six months in which to do it. I've stated that he'll, if, that, if not that, he'll go on the developing side. There's two ways he can go. He can either take over, he can do well, or they can say, listen, I tell you, we've got somebody in that is just... Today's manager is like a microwave manager. Put him in, do him, get rid of him. But the development side of it is completely the other way. You bring a manager in, say, yep, we'll spend $5 million on you. It didn't work in two years. Bye-bye. See ya. Because that's what, that's what the game is asking for now. Yeah, the there is, there is, there is a lot of change, and I think, I think we're gonna, you know, here on uh, uh, Talk of the Devils, we're gonna uh, trademark that microwave manager term, Gordon. We'll give you royalties uh, whenever it's used on Sky Sports. Oh, think about it. I mean, okay, fine. You know, it's like I say to a lot of people when I'm when I'm developing, I can't put your kid in the microwave and put the pudding on for one minute, and, yeah. and then and come out with a player. It doesn't happen. It can't yeah. happen. It doesn't. Expectations happen. too high these days, Gordon. Um, the expectations for what? But as as managers, and I mean, we can we can touch on players later on. But as a manager, you said that you know you 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 get three or four bad results nowadays, and all of a sudden your jobs up up you know on the chopping block. You start questioning your own judgment. You start questioning your own decisions. You start questioning your choices. You start questioning the players. So all these efforts come into it because, as I say, the biggest thing at the moment is is um, Ernie Howe. 
Eddie, as I call him, Ernie, Eddie. Eddie Howe at the moment is, is going through what uh -huh. we're looking at and saying, holy moly, what have I got to change? Where have I got to change it? A result today against Man City 4-0. Holy moly, what have I what have I come into? Who yeah. do I get rid of? Who do I bring in? How do I start? And this is all about settling the club. Now, he might do a job and all of a sudden, maybe two years, he might not. Because, and, but you see, the clubs, because... Because the owners don't have the foggiest idea about what it is, except for let's make some money. Yeah. They're instantaneously looking at give a success. But you cannot buy success. We know that. We've talked about it. Yeah. I've talked about it. You can't say, well, there's you know, a million, a million. I mean, you look at Chelsea, they're trying to, they're trying to buy the cups. Every year they're trying to buy it. Guardiola, the only thing that Pep wants is that is European now. Yeah. You know, the FA Cups sit by the side. But now we've been hit by this massive, great, horrible thing called the COVID. And I wanted I wanted to ask you a question about that, Gordon. Um, so <clears throat> before we come on the air, you and I were briefly discussing that. So the question I have is uh -huh. um, is COVID. We've seen like two thirds of the games this 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 weekend and over the past week just being cancelled, but yet we've seen other teams that have been able to play. So I'm going to ask you two questions in this. Number one, which is the first one, is 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 this an advantage or a disadvantage to the teams that are that are playing versus the other teams that are not playing? And the second question is, and, and we talked about this briefly. Why are clubs being allowed to call games off if they've got squads of 30 players? Unless they've got 25 players that can, you know, that have tested positive. So the first question is, is this an advantage or a disadvantage to having your games called off when other teams are also playing? Because that's what added pressure on you if if they're winning and they're six, eight, you know, ten points ahead. Now you're playing catch up. So that's the first question. The second one is, why are clubs being allowed to call games off if, if they don't have 20 players tested positive? Well, to, to the first point you make. Um, it can be a disadvantage and it can be an advantage if you have other injuries that you're coming back from. Good so point. you've got to take those into consideration. Then you take into the COVID situation. So if you've got players that are injured and then you've got COVID or injured and they make up a nucleus of about 10, 12 players, then obviously this is why the, this is why the squads have become so big. Uh, 24 players in a squad, so to speak. If you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how many you can. But if you've got 24 players, if you've got six or seven of them injured, and you've got two or three of them with COVID, that leaves you with about 14 players. I still think that you should be able to look at putting a side out. I agree. I agree. I, I think you should. I mean. You know, and I'm going back, and I, I don't want to go back in time, but in my time, if we had four players injured, we wouldn't play. We'd have to bring kids up from the reserves and kids up to the from the youth team, and we, and and but we we try not to cancel. Much smaller squads, though, Gordon. You know, back We're then, much much. Well, we only had like 16, 18 players, so maximum, you, yeah. But we haven't got this horrible, horrible, awful disease. This, 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 this life taker. It's not around us. It wasn't around us. So we got away with some of it. Now yeah. you've got to take into consideration an average, and an average club's maybe got six injuries, four injuries, five injuries, you know, two injuries a week. Now, if you load up and say you've got six to eight, maybe COVID down with COVID, 
you've now got 14 players that that can deplete your squad completely and i think in a situation like that i think there should be a quota of players by somebody or or by the club to say if we've got this quota of players that are down with covid or an injury we should be able to say to the league we cannot carry this through yeah. i think i think the club should be given that choice so that if they've got eight players covid six players their first team so that's 14 players i think they should be able to put that game off until they can get that squad you know the covid is they've seen that quarantine period out and come back on again is it an advantage if you haven't got covid and you've done all the right things and you've kept away from it then obviously it's going to be an advantage because you're playing your top teams all the time. We've seen it this weekend with Tommy uh, Tommy Tuckle at Chelsea, and we've seen it with Liverpool. You know, you've got Tommy Tuckle has got six, eight players out. Once the game cancelled, yep, didn't get it. I look at it on the other side to say, is it just COVID you're asking for? Is it COVID and the injuries? You know, in, in yeah. 24-man squad. So you have to look at it in depth, so to speak, Dave. So if I'm a manager and I've got six players with COVID and I've got five players that are injured that are my first, I've got 11 out of my 24. That are gone. I need to make sure. But then again, it makes coaches even harder on the training sessions for the players in that 24 squad. You want all of them to be able you want all of them to be able to challenge for a first-team place. Guardiola's balancing in it very well. He's balancing it very well. You look at Liverpool and Tottenham, they're balancing it very well indeed. And they're catering and they're doing a good job. But then you get, for instance, um, you get, for instance, Chelsea that complain that they that, that we, we can't cancel the game. So you're you're a devil if you do. And you're a devil if you don't. But yeah, what, just... what, what you've got to realise, Dave, is, is that if your 24 squad is trained hard, and, and this is where your coaching comes in, because consistency with... with and, and I picked Pep out again because he does it. Jack Grealish didn't even come on. Oh, they no. won 4-0. Okay, everybody says Newcastle are bad side and everything else. Still got to score goals. You could. You don't need the team that's in front of you. I mean, that's the old saying. And you've got to take each game as it comes. And you'd have a problem if you played 10 dustbins. So you've got to look at it as that and say, yeah, he did. He put on a couple of subs. He bought a Jack Grealish, never came on, and they'd spend a fortune on it. So what he's doing, I think he is managing the whole squad successfully. Better than the other better than the other managers. Uh, now I look at United and we've got X amount of players. It's it's was postponed against Brentford because of because of obviously COVID. It'll be interesting to see what comes back, who he plays and says, right, okay, they're COVID free. They've gone through the quarantine. They've, you know, Carrington's open again because it was closed. Now let's look and see what he's going to put out there. Because we've heard muffles from Rashford, from Cavani, from Martial, from Pogba. And I agree with him on one part. 
if they want to make ruffles and they want to go, go. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Get rid of them. Get rid of them before they... And it, the January transfer, they want to go. Bye-bye. So, yeah. Get I 100% agree with what he said there. You know, he, yeah, his point to Martial was was very clear. You know, if, if you don't want to be at this club, my door is always open. Come knock on it, you know, and uh, we can move you on pretty quickly. But we all know that that all these players now uh, speak through their agents, who speak through social media. It's it's a coward's way of dealing with it. So I'm 100% behind the manager, 100%. 100% I agree with you. 100% the cowards, the cowards, you know. If you're not happy, you could see the manager and says, listen, I'm not getting a first-team game. It doesn't look as I'm fitting into your plans. Can you help me move on? What yep. does it take? Does it have to take a Does it have to take a million-pound agent to come in and tell it? Or, well, don't say nothing because the club will find you, player. But yeah. your agent will get on, the, on, on there and, 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 and all of a sudden turn around and say, well, he's not happy with it. But you can't do the player. You can, oh. but, and that's where... It's funny, but in the olden days, you'd go in and say, you'd say, right, um, I've got to move. And you'd say, right, okay, your brown paper bag was your money. Okay? Now it's an agent is your money. Yeah. And he, he's got a voice. Brown paper bags never had voices. But now agents have got voices. And you can't, you can't, you can't do the agents. You know, oh, yeah, well... It, I've talked. I've talked to this player, and he's unhappy. Jesse Lingard's unhappy, and he wants to go. Okay, fine. Why don't I speak to Jesse and find out from myself? Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get why they don't just walk into the manager's office. And go, hey, listen, I'm not playing. I don't like this style of play. I want to leave. Uh, the first thing you say is, "Do I fit into your plans?" Yeah, you have to ask that as a player. First thing you do, will I fit into your plans? Well, you know that there's you no know, look in the case of Jesse. There's West Ham down the road saying, just uh, talk to us and tell us and we'll be able to make a bid or Newcastle because yeah. these these teams are rebuilding yeah, and they're going to pay money. So that's basically what we're hearing at this moment in time with all the rumblings going on behind. Now, Ralph has got to one priority, put the best team he can out for the next game. Yep. And get the and get a result. Get the result. All the rest of the stuff can be done during the week, and you know, and these the so-called um, um, technical directors, directors of football, and all this. You know, I I I I can see why I can see why they have them, because that's basically what they got to do. That's fine. They sort out. Manager says you go. Dave, can you make sure that we get bids in for this player? I've yeah. got my team on a Saturday. I've got my squad to train every day. Can you make sure that if he goes, the deal is proper and exactly what the club want? That's 100%. 100%. God, I want to switch lanes a little bit and, and talk about my favourite subject when I'm when I'm talking to you. Other, other than, you know, talking about uh, rich tea and digestive biscuits back from the oh, UK. I've got to make a cup of tea. Can you have a breather? Let, let's take a couple of couple of a, a thirty second Brady. Go grab your mug of tea. Oh, grab me. I'll this is live. Me. This hey. is like Gordon Hill is now making hey. tea live on air. Listen, live on air. The fastest you'll ever see me move. <laughs> well, sorry about this, folks. But Gordon did did ask me. You know, he he did put the kettle on, so I did disturb him during his morning routine. So, um, but uh, he should be back on in a in a in a. 
20, 30 seconds, like you said, the fastest he'll ever move. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas. You see, you wouldn't get this on Sky Sports. Not a chance. No, you won't. We we pay the top dollar to get the top guests on. Top guests, and it's like gotta make sure I get these drums in. <laughs> this is for everybody that thinks I'm in I'm in Cuckoo Land. Watch as it it comes through. <laughs> Oh my god, this is classic. So Gordon, answer answer an age-old question for me then. Do, do you put the milk in after the tea or before the tea? Uh, before the tea, so <gasps> I, can, I, I, I can then test the strength. Oh no, I'm, I'm an after the tea. I, I know a certain uh, Mrs. Barton will be very happy to hear that. Yes, when you put the when you put the milk in afterwards, you've got no room in the top of your cup. Now, see, Gordon, you're making a good argument for for Mrs. Well, Barton. So I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be hearing about this for the whole week. You like the tea? You like the milk in before afterwards, don't you? After, yeah, that's 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 the best way. It takes about two minutes for the milk to get circulated. Gordon, we do have a question um, uh, from uh, Man United Retro. He wants to know, was that a digestive biscuit? Whoa. There we go. I thought I'd, I thought someone... I've never said, seen you move so fast and I'm alive. Someone said to me, have you got your boots? <laughs> Gone. Wait. <laughs> what other channel would you get this on? None. None at all. Man United Retro will definitely get you an answer. I, I believe it was a digestive that, that sprung across the screen there, but let's just wait for Gordon to get back. I think we've lost them now. No, you haven't. Are you ready? We're I'm ready. Here. There Gordon you go. Hill. Gordon Hill Boots. Wow. Still going strong. Still going strong indeed. Still they look, strong. They look yep. amazing. They'll be on in about another three hours. So we got a question, Gordon. Was that a digestive biscuit? Get me tea. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> no. Make bitches. We're going to have to make this channel pay-per-view going forward. Do you know what? I was just about to say that. Hey, David. I'm not patriotic. Oh, no. No, not at all. Not at all. Where are you from? <laughs> I can't oh, quite oh, figure oh, it out. Oh, oh. So, okay, Gordon, yeah. was, that a, was that a digestive? Yes or no? Hold on. Read. Oh, that read. looks like a rich tea to me. Not not the strongest of biscuits to go into a hot tea. Now, be careful with that one. There you go. The right one. Rich tea. Uh, Man United Retro also says that, you know, Gordon still has got his quick fee. Oh, yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Gordon, yeah. FA Cup. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, Manchester United, once again, toured around, draw a premiership team. You know, it's at Old Trafford. So, I mean, that's kind of an advantage. Gordon, you won the FA Cup of Manchester United back in 1977. We've talked about that on the show. It, it, the FA Cup, to me, just holds so many memories for me. Yeah. Um, 
the question that I had for you, Gordon, is, and I do ask this every other year, but I'd like to get your input from it. Um, for me, I think the FA Cup has started to gain a little bit more sparkle, you know, a little bit more of, of, of a meaning. Um, I, I don't know whether that's because we've, we've had that COVID situation where everyone's been locked out and we, we, you know, we go into a nostalgic mode. But I love the FA Cup. Absolutely adore it. Gordon, thoughts on the FA Cup? I know, when, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, the FA Cup was deemed as, you know, I won't say as important as the league, but it was really up there. Then it took a massive dip in the 2000s. Are we starting to see a little bit of a comeback now with this, with the FA Cup? Well, I think the FA Cup has been... I mean, the sponsors that you get for the FA Cup is... we don't. You look at it now and it's the Emirates and and it's not. It's the FA Cup. Yeah. No other word. No other... You can't can't put Tetley's FA Cup. You can't put, you know, Emirates FA Cup. The FA Cup is the FA Cup. The, the, you know, I, I, I'd sit there on a on a Monday morning if we'd beaten the team in the say the prelims when I was playing for Millwall and when I was at Southall, and I'd sit there and I and I, and you'd be glued to the radio and and the FA Cup was oh my gosh you know and you say oh if only and you could hear the commentator talk about. This team and this team and this, oh, this is an upset. And you say, tell you what, we could get hold of that team. And yep. you're sitting around the radio and everyone, and, and you'd say, get home, Vic. You weren't thinking about the money for the FA Cup. It was just having the prestige of those people, those supporters, those people, those fans that support their local teams going into another round, going yeah. into the second round, going into – and then all of a sudden having a bite at the big cherry, getting one of the big clubs, where they would obviously get now, in nowadays terms, get some good money into the club. Yeah, financially and, secure them for a long time. Clip, yeah, keep, keep them going for another season or two. And you'd sit there and you'd go, yeah. Now, and I'd sit there and go, Right now, I'm going. Now I can get stuck into them, and you'd be playing your league games, but you'd still be looking at that, at that fixture that was coming up weeks ahead. You know, and you say, well, and that's one. That's one thing I want to ask you. You know, when when you were growing up, Gordon, um, and I think a lot of players up until a certain you know decade, maybe after the the eighties, maybe early into the nineties. You made a good point there about, you know, back then it wasn't about money and prestige and all that. Anytime I used to read interviews from back then or if you read a biography from players back then, the one thing they always talk about, especially players that have made it to a cup final, mm-hmm. that's the thing they always say. You never hear a player saying, my dream was to win the league. It was my dream was to play at Wembley in an FA Cup final. Yeah. I know that's lost a lot of its razzmatazz now because we have, you know, we got a lot more, um, uh, let's say, foreign players coming into the game. And I don't think they fully understand what the FA Cup is. It means. So when you were growing up, Gordon, I mean, when you first put on your boots, um, I mean, was your goal to to play for Manchester United, to play for Millwall, to play in the league? Or was it that ultimate dream that we all had back then was to play at Wembley in an FA Cup final? It's very difficult to explain the feelings of, Growing up, when you was playing on fields where you had five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten fields around you, your ambition was to play in a little stadium where they had the fences around. Yep, that was stage one. Yep, and there was stage that was stage one. And then when you played in that and you got a good result, you wanted you more. Knew, you knew you was going to a bigger stadium, and you, you'd say, "Well, they've got a good ground." You'll be able to play on that ground because it's oh yeah. Have you seen it? They cut it. 
you know, they line it perfect. And then you get onto a pro and you go, and you look at it and you go, holy moly. And they say Millwall was like fantastic in the cup. Yeah. Because you, you go, well, you know, you got, you play for, you know, I played for Southall for a little bit, but then all of a sudden you see nine, 10, 15,000 people crammed in and you go, and they, they turn out for the FA Cup. Yep. They might not be at the league game. They might be 9,000. Yep. But the FA Cup was, tell you what, like, hey, I, I was at the FA Cup. I was, and I get so many people on, on my Twitter, which is great, saying, I remember the FA Cup. I remember, you know, I supported, I turned to, I turned to Man United to support them when I knew, when I saw you play. So it's like, wow, you know, and it's like, the FA Cup, the FA Cup, as 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 I watch it now, the FA Cup to me is yeah I won it, yeah and I lost it, but I don't just say I won it and I lost it. I say it for every player in the UK that is trying to go forward and try to get into the next round of the cup. I watch on TV, which is now which TV broadcasting. I can now get the FA Cup. I can get all the games. Barrow versus, um, you know, Fleetwood. Yep. I can get all of them. And I'd, and I'd sit here and watch maybe two or three games at a time in the FA Cup. I'd watch it because I can see what they want. I think as we go down the leagues, though, Gordon, um, it, it gets more passionate. Oh, Would my you, gosh. Do you agree with that? You got some guy sitting on a fence on a soapbox with a microphone going, "Yep, well, we're here today. There's one man and his dog and 50 people over in the corner." You know, you go to Millwall. He said, "Yes, you got 15,000 people." Yep, and then they go to Man United. They got the massive, great stadium and everything else. And the guys going, "Oh yeah, we've got 65,000 people from, and yeah, and they're playing Barrow, you know, <laughs> or somebody like that, you know, and." It's not, are you going to beat them? It's a case of Barrow. And you look at their players and they look at you in awe. Yeah. Peter Borough, when we played Peter Borough, they looked at you in awe because you're the top of the tree. That's what United, that's what Man United stands for. Yeah. You are the top of the tree. Whether you're having a good time or a bad time, you are top of the tree because you've you've earned the right to be there. Correct. You don't earn the right to stay there if you no, don't no. if you don't perform. And I think the FA Cup brings all that into play. And everybody says, "Oh, the League Cup," and you say, "Yeah, okay, yeah." I'd like a, a lower league team to win the League Cup. You know why? To spread it a bit. Not be, yeah. If we could win it, we'd win it. But. It was great when 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 you'd see him going, and it's just the same as the the FA amateur bars. Yeah, it's, you know when you when you get that, and you get people saying, "Well, I tell you what, we're at Wembley. We're taking five thousand people to Wembley because yeah. we're in." And and you can see the, the 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 playing and the fight and the adrenaline from the supporters to the pitch and the players to the other players and. It, it's it's absolutely um, wordless playing in the FA Cup and going into the next round and sitting there and saying right who do you think we should, who who and you get the directors you know the 
the local businessman saying, tell them, we'd like to get them. That, that bring a bit of revenue through the stands. And then also say, yeah, look, look, look. at home with Millwall, we'd say, tell you what, right, let's get one of the biggest. Let's top them Arsenal. Yeah, let's get one. Or Man United, Liverpool. Oh, it's a bit far to go. And you'd be willing it. And then all of a sudden, they turn around and say, yeah, you've got Ben Fleet Town. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so you'd get yourself up for that. And you'd say, are we at home? No, we're down there. Oh, my. Okay, but you still have to do the job. That's passion. That's the FA Cup. And and when you get through and everybody says, oh, the giant killers, if you look at the giant, you look at the clubs that have played in the FA Cup, the underdogs have won it. So anything anything can happen in the FA Cup. And that's the beauty of it all, Gordon, is that, you know, and, and it's what it's kind of ruined it for me in the, in the you know, the Champions League now is that it's not really a knockout competition until all the other teams are out and all the big teams yeah. are, are, are in it. You know, the FA Cup from the third round, I fully understand that the, the big teams really can't come into the third round because of the amount of games. But then it's just a free-for-all. I mean, you know, we, we have Scott Wooten, a former centre-back from Manchester United, plays for Markham. He's on the show every other weekend. And, you know, me and him were texting back and forward as the draw was taking place because they went through to the third round and they got Spurs away at, at, at Spurs New Stadium and he's like over the moon about this. You know, he knows Absolutely. it's going to be a tough game, but Absolutely. he's going to go play in a very, very, you know, very, very nice stadium in front of a lot yep. of people and he's got an yep. opportunity to mark Harry Kane. So, you know, that's that's, that's the real that's, FA Cup to me. That's the FA Cup. That's the yeah. FA Cup to you. That's the FA Cup to him to go and play. The FA Cup is for them from Morecambe to go down. And, and 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 I've been to Morecambe and I've seen what the field is and everything else. It's it's brilliant to go down to to the, the new Spurs Stadium, yeah, and play and just play against the the the, the top players in the country. Yep. This is what the FA Cup brings. And you know, if you was to say, well, okay, Gordon, your Man United are playing South End this weekend in the league. There's nothing there. Do you see? Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And Man United Retro brings up brings up a you know a point that we've talked about before, yeah. but you know I'm going to put a different I'm going to put a different swing in it. He says the top teams would would want the Champions League place these days. I don't think the top teams do. I think the top clubs do. I think the players, you know, especially English or British born players and Irish born players. I think you know. Especially if they're in a top club, they know the championship is every year and they're going to get into it. I think, I think a lot of them would still. If you said to them, "Hey, you want to get to the final of a Champions League, or do you want to win an FA Cup winners' medal?" I think they're going to go with the with the latter every time. So I think it's the clubs that want it for a revenue standpoint. But I still believe that fans and you know a, a large chunk of fans and and a lot of players still want to go into the FA Cup and still want to make it to Wembley. Um, yeah. I, I personally well, believe that. So. If if you look at the way it was structured. It, and 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 you know retros really you know you look at it the European Cup to us has always been the Europeans winning it for us to actually challenge and get through was great yeah now because there are so many foreign players playing in the UK the FA Cup doesn't mean too much to yeah. them and, and that's the unfortunate yeah. part of it yes and it's been watered down. Um, there was talk some time ago about um, limiting foreign players, which I I thought was the best idea. I thought I still think it's the best idea, um, but because the owners now are foreign, they want their people in. But if you look at it, it's gone ass about face in Brexit. 
because yeah. we've come out of there to create England wants to be. And and let me tell you, English players or homegrown players, Ireland, Wales, Scotland, England, and there. They're all they're all they're they're all to me, they'll always be classed as homegrown players. They will always be because I played with a lot of them. I played with the Irish, I played with the Scots, the Welsh. They were good players. I played against foreign players when we played in the European Cup. The FA Cup is the most, to me, the most prestigious domestic cup. FA, uh, uh, sorry, the, in any league, in any in the world, yeah, in the world, it, it's it's surpassed by nothing, because that's that, and of course, winning that is not as much. I say, oh yeah, I went to England, I played for Liverpool, and uh, we won the FA Cup. Now, it means something different, though, to to as you said, a lot of a lot of you know British and Irish players. It means a lot different to does. say that. Of course, it does, Dave. It it will always mean that. It will always be special. I've got a winners and losers medal. That's that. I tell you what, like I don't want a Champions League. I don't want it. I've got mine. I I I I, I achieved what I wanted to do. Yes, would I've liked to have gone that? Absolutely. But did I enjoy playing against them? You betcha bottom dollar I enjoyed. I loved playing against the foreign players. Why? Because I could. I wanted to see what they had and they wanted to see what we had. Now, you see it all into the melting pot. This player comes from here, this player comes from here, this player. I tell you what, if, we, if, you, said, if you said, well, okay, you're, you're moving on tomorrow, would we care? But if there was a, if there was a homegrown player moving on, we would look and go, hold on a second. You know, yeah. why is it why? So, it, to us, our, it, it, we've made it the most prestigious league to play in. Why? Because it's the best football. I agree. It's the best yeah, football. I do. But I think it is the most where you can actually secure your life, secure yeah. your, your, your future. And I look at the players and I look at some of the. I know I, I I look at most of the games that I watch, and I look at them and I go, I tell you what, how does he get in the Premiership? But, there is, you know, we've had this discussion many times yeah, before. Course, that, you know, well, ten, look, look at the managers. The I know managers, twenty twenty years ago, a lot of these players wouldn't even get into a squad, let alone to start an eleven. They really wouldn't. I think, as much as I love the Premier League, and I still believe it's the best in the world, there's, there's yeah. a definitely shift in standard from ten fifteen years ago yeah. to today, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, but for me, the FA Cup is still, you know, every year I, I can't wait for the draw. I love it. We got Villa at home garden. Very, very tough game. Yeah. Steven Gerrard, who, you know, we'll just mention has never won a league title. Steven Gerrard coming back to Old Trafford. You know, is he going to haunt us or is he going to go away empty-handed? Uh, I tell you what, I, I like Steve. You know, I know Steve. Um, I met him a few times at Anfield. I met him a few times at Melwood when I went across and had a chat. When when Big Joe Corrigan was the keeper there, Joe invited me across, and I met. I, you know, I know, I know that part of the world very well. And I and Steve came through the system and came and he's an exceptional, well well class player. Had all the tributes and everything. I tell you what, it's a true Liverpool legend. He's gone into management. He's done very well. He's went to Scotland and he's done very well. He's not coming to Old Trafford for a laugh. No. Hopefully he's, he's not, not laughing that day. And the FA Cup, number one, he'll want, this is how he'll do it. Number one, he'll want to win it at Old Trafford. 
Number two, it want to get a draw and take it back to Aston Villa. That's it. Yeah. That he's got to think that way. And with some of the players there, I just look at his squad and I I think that he will build. He will he will bring in some players, but he won't come to Old Trafford and sit back. He'll look and see what Ralph's putting out there. He will then go on that. He will then go on the and he'll go on the way that Liverpool would have approached it because that's where he comes from. That's that's mm -hmm. him. So his character is that. So it's going to be, yes, Aston Villa versus United, but really it's going to be let's see if we you've got Liverpool at the back there. And he's going to say, Oh no, it's nothing to do. Well, Steve, you got groomed there. You got groomed at this. So you've got a bit of Liverpool coming through. What we've got to do as a as a team is to get a team out there that that can yep. and Ralph trusts and consistency because there's ruffles. You've got Rashford, Martial, Pogba, Cavani. Ian Henderson is, is another the goalkeeper is like, you know, we're, yeah. we're and, and a lot of rumors that he wants to move on. So. He wants to move on. And so you've got five, six. If they want to move on. Let him move on. Yeah, Marios, good boy. You know, I, I, I get really, I, you know, oh, well, I've got to keep him. I've got to keep him. Straight away as a manager, you turn around and said, I'd like to keep him if he wants to stay. But if he doesn't, I'm going to let Off him go. Goes, yeah. I'll, yeah. Get the best, I'll get the best offer I possibly can for him because yep. I'll, I'll be able to bring in. I think Ralph will bring in what he wants. Okay. Players that are going to come in. It's like you, Dave. It's like, Dave, you better buy this guy. And you say, Gordon, I don't want to buy that guy. Oh, he's the best player. He might be the best player in my eyes, yeah. but in your eyes, you don't see he's the final player. And I, would, I wouldn't do that. And I'm just wondering exactly what Ralph will do because the FA Cup, he'll be the first, he, it's the first time he'll see this FA Cup. I think he'll. I think he'll. You know, judging oh, by the teams he's already played, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna go with his strongest squad for every single game that he possibly can. And he I think has he has to. to he has to. We, we. I've given him the six months, which they gave him. And then I gave him the advisory development side of it. The six months will tell you. In it'll tell you in within the next three or four weeks if that's making progress. Yeah. In yeah. the next results. If it, if it looks like it's going, there'll be there'll be the people at the background, John Murtock and people like that will be looking for a person to come in. Not long term. I long term managers have gone out the oh, window. Dead and gone now, Gordon. Gone. Two, two to window. three years, with the exception of a few managers, and and that's it. That's yeah. your life I mean, expectancy. We've seen managers go after six weeks, after eight weeks, after three mm. months. You know why? Because somebody doesn't like what they're doing. Yep. Or somebody thinks that they've it, and that, that's what frustrates you. There's no patience in the game. None, no. none. It's it's okay. Yeah, you played well last week. Doc used to say to us, "Listen, take a game at a time. We got this one. Okay, it's done. We can't cry over that. We can't celebrate over that. We lost to Southampton in the final, and Tuesday night we went and beat Man City at Old Trafford." Last game of the season. And, and 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 I tell you what, I had a shocker on Saturday. I'm not up to my, my standard. And on Tuesday night, <laughs> a couple of goals against Man City, we beat them. And I tell you what, from Wembley coming back, wasn't celebrations and 
and, and, and even though on the Saturday night we celebrated that we got to Wembley, yep. we came back and then we said, right, okay, we're in, I think, Sunday, Monday morning, and we were ready for Tuesday night. It was a, a beautiful night. It was the last game of the season. And I, th and that's how you do as a player. So Steve Gerrard coming to Old Trafford is like another player. He knows. You, you, you don't change the way you perform, the way you act. Yeah, he's going to win still that, but it'll, it'll still be nice to get one over him. So be, before we finish up, Gordon, I just want to mention a few things. Uh, for anyone that, that hasn't subscribed, please subscribe and you'll see more of uh, Gordon's team making throughout the season. He may even he may even switch it up for the last game and bring a chocolate digestive. Who knows? Um, uh, I want to mention a couple of things. Um, if you can, please subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, uh, give us some feedback. Uh, tune into Wayne's show with Paul Parker every Monday. Uh, if you can, tune into Keane's show every Friday evening uh, with former Manchester United players. Uh, Phil Marsh and Lee Lawrence, that's always a good show. It's always a good take in there. Um, the only thing I want to say is, Gordon, this is this is the congratulations. This is for my daughter. She's 21 today. Well, yesterday. Um, so I'm going to ask you to give her a, wish her a happy birthday, if you can, from a United legend. I Her name is Caitlin. Caitlin? Caitlin, yeah. Oh, Caitlin. Okay, yeah. Caitlin. Listen, I, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly wish you an absolute fantastic birthday. Pity about your old man. See, but, I knew it was coming. <laughs> it was coming. And uh, we might have the congratulations, Caitlin, but he's got to change those curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I come on the podcast, it's like, okay, Dave, what? And I think he's now going to get into it. He's going to have to draw himself to pull him. He's got to pull himself together and get some new ones. But, for anyone, anyone who doesn't know, this is a long thing that Gordon has on me. When I used to move around the house, he yes. used to he used to have a go at my curtains. Every and when he when he you know uh, he sent me down uh, uh, one of his uh, autobiographies. There was a note in there about the curtains as well, which I showed my wife. And when my wife seen it, she went and changed the curtains all over the house. No, so, so I'm oh, like, thanks for that, Gordon. You know, you're, you're now. I didn't mean that, but Caitlin, I wish you a very happy 21st, my love, and. Um, uh, you know, and, and a prosperous new year because th these last couple of years have been been hell, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. But I'd like to really go on to say I wish every supporter, whether it's United or as a football supporter around, you know, that come on and speak to us and talk to us, that I'm not afraid to talk to you about football. I'm not afraid to you for you to have a go, if, you know, in the right way. I will try and be as honest as I possibly can. Um, I don't tell lies. I tell the truth. If I feel it's going to be the truth, I'll tell you the truth. Um, if it hurts, then tough, because that's me. But well, God, you know what? That's that's why we love having you on the show, because, you know, you, a lot of a lot of players and former players are very vanilla. They don't like to upset people. They just they yeah. sit on the fence and it can get frustrating at times because you're like, hey, you you have inside knowledge. Don't just sit on the fence. It's the one thing we love about you. And, and, and I know on social media, you get sometimes you get a lot of I'll say you get a lot of shit for it. But you're always honest in your opinion. It's never yeah. anything that you're going to say. Well, I'm just going to say this for the sake of it. We have players out there that do that. They like to store it up or they just don't want to approach it. And it makes fans even, you know, uh, more reactive to it. So that's yeah, what we love about you, Gordon, is you're always very honest. Whether it's whether it's you being praising Manchester United or giving us some home truths and saying, this is just not working. This is why we love having you on. I think basically when, you, when you've been in the game as long as I have, 
and gone through the, the, the whole of it. And, 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 you know, and I don't look at myself now as a, 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 as a, a, as a former pro, I, I look at as an ambassador for the game and I, I develop players now, young players, six, seven year olds that can't kick a ball. So that's the pleasing side of me that, you know, yeah, you can have a manager that loves to, you know, like, like, you know, rant, rave, shout, stand and do all that and demonstrate on the sidelines and all that. Yeah. I've done a bit of that. And, and the fire inside me still fires as brightly but more for the development of younger players coming into the game, and and what pleases me more is not is I like I love United winning, don't, don't get me wrong, but I love all good teams yeah. that play football win. That's what makes the game so beautiful. And when I get the youngsters come through and they they look at the videos and they and then say and and they say, well, how did you feel? All I can say is that I fulfilled a dream that. Thousands and hundreds of thousands of kids millions. Want, millions would love to do. And I enjoyed it on the way. I had my ups. I had my downs. I had my injuries that really tested me whether I wanted to come and play again or whether I wanted to just finish. The game is a, the game is in you. Everybody that supports the game, that plays the game. And I develop it now. And I, I, I go out. I'm going out to a team that is eight, nine players. I get just as much excitement as I would if I had a pro team. Yeah. I would get just as much excitement about an eight, nine-year-old doing something. And so the game is inside you. And I, I, I just, you know, when I come on, I feel that when I'm watching the games, I've watched the Liverpool game today. I'm listening to Guardiola at this moment in time. Their passion is that they're in with a big club. They're doing it. Yeah. There's no difference. I'm with a six men, a, a, a six, eight, 12, 15 kids and a dog. So I'm quite, that dog gets everywhere, by the way, Dave. It's still but, the same. It's still the same game, though, Gordon, no matter how many people exactly, turn over. Exactly. It's exactly. 10, 15, 20 years when we're gone and some the game's still gonna be the same. There's still yeah. it's about opinions. I have, I appreciate your opinion. I appreciate everybody's opinion. But if you come on and you and you're abusive in my on, on Twitter and you start using Sabat, then I, I listen. No any politics, there's no there's no room for it. There's no room for it, there's no need for it. Yeah. I will talk to I said I I got a, a a Twitter the other day from somebody that said, Gordon, and, and I replied, he said, I can't believe I am absolutely honored by you just replying. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you said, you replied. That to me is something that I couldn't have done 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. But now I can reach people that have watched the game. Well, I yep. fell in love with United when I went to the Juventus game. And and you and Stevie going down the wing, and then Pancho put. So you, you you're touching base with everybody, and everybody. You can make that connection again, 20, 30, 40 years later. That's what I like about it. You know, yeah, you're right, Dave. You you said it. The media can be absolutely. The media can be vicious. Can absolutely. But hey, if they don't like what I what I've got to say, unfollow me. I'm not asking yeah. you to follow me. But if yeah. you've got some really nice comments, 
I, all I say to people is get on and speak to you. Get the questions into you. I've no problem. I won't duck any question. Yep. I will answer the questions the best I can. And it's like United now. Do I see them going a special way? I see them coming back to getting a little bit of uh, stability. Yep. Now we've got to get the consistency. That's the key, though. That's the key to it all. And that's the key. If this man can do it, then I wish him all the very best. If he can't do it, we just move him on, and and that's just how big clubs have to behave. You know, you just move them on. Dave, no one's going to take Man United off the off the favourite charts. No, No Gordon, as always, we appreciate you coming on. You know, it's always great to have you on. I uh, wish you a Merry Christmas, you and your family. I'd like uh, to wish everybody, Dave. I'd like to wish everybody Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And please, please be safe, be healthy, mask up, and keep away from this dreadful, awful COVID. Thank you for that, Gordon. Right, guys, that's it for me this week. Uh, again, thanks to Gordon for joining us. Um, we'll be back on again uh, next week, hopefully, uh, with a... Uh, a few more games maybe to discuss, but who knows? Thanks again. Fingers crossed because, as I said, this is not going away. We've got – that's the biggest, biggest opponent everybody has faced. It certainly has. Thanks again, Gordon. Pleasure. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.